Hello and welcome to another edition of Atlas Information Live. <clears throat> Today, we are going to be exploring the latest front in the long-standing battle between the forces of light and the forces of darkness in the war for the souls of humanity. This is not some allegorical or metaphorical or fantastical uh, product of the imagination. This is a very real conflict which exists. And it exists by divine providence, by divine design. This is the game that monads are here playing, that souls, that, that beings are here playing. This is the nature of the game to overcome, to conquer, and to vanquish all that which opposes our development, all that which opposes our evolution as a monad, as a being, which is to take our place among the stars of the, in the supernal worlds, in the great fraternity of ascended beings. Every monad that is born strives and longs for self-realization, self-actualization, its highest potential, its greatest self, its highest self. <clears throat> and that process is a process of evolution, which is born in the mineral kingdom, evolves, advances, proceeds into the plant kingdom, and then into the animal kingdom. And eventually, after many, many lifetimes in those three kingdoms, a monad can graduate, as it were, to the human kingdom. And there, the monad begins an entirely new phase in its development. And this phase, the development in the human kingdom, is beset upon by the great challenge of every soul and that is its own darkness the black lodge egos which exist inside of us the black lodge is not outside of us it is inside of us and just as everything in the world is a reflection of what's inside of us so too all these so-called evil we see in the world all the injustice, all the criminality, all the atrocities, the murders, the wars, the genocides. It is all simply a reflection 
of what is taking place inside of us. Whole of 3D reality is simply a projection. It is a film that is playing out on the holographic screen of the mind. <clears throat> As you know, we have been working on our video presentation for the Atlas project. And this week we were working on the section for uh, sound empowered metaphysical science. And we were working on slides explaining the different dimensions and how reality is a multi-dimensional amalgamation. And we ourselves are multi-dimensional beings. And our being is a sixth dimensional entity. That is where our monad resides in the sixth dimension. That is where the human soul, the divine soul and the innermost being exist. And they form that middle trinity, that tri-unity known as the monad. That's the eternal vehicle, the eternal vessel of being. And the sixth dimension is known as the world of creation because that is where reality is created. Because all creation is sexual in nature. And Tantra, although we often hear the word used with regards to human sexuality, and indeed, on places like TikTok, Tantra is applied in its inverted state, in its black form, to animal sexuality. And that's another aspect of black magic, which is rampant on social media in general, but especially on TikTok, where there appears to be no reference whatsoever to upright sexuality. Because of course, how can one explain the great arcanum, the nature of the Holy Grail, the holiest of holies, and the secret doctrine of the ages? How can that be conveyed in a, in a one minute video or two minute video? And we're not even sure what the limits are, but TikTok videos are literally commercials. At most, you can liken them to a movie trailer. And when we consider books like The Secret Doctrine by uh, Madame Blavatsky, or the over 60 books written by Master Samuel Anbayor, or Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of the Ages, or Gurdjieff's work, Beelzebub's Tales to His Grandson, these esoteric books are literally thousands of pages. How does one begin to spread the authentic teachings on a platform such as TikTok or Twitter for that matter. Now we have these live streams playing live on Twitter. We doubt anybody on Twitter actually watches them. We will be removing them and as soon as we find an alternative platform to be able to uh, do these live streams directly too. So it'll be Facebook, YouTube, and some third 
platform which accepts live streams. We, we were on Twitch for a while, but nobody was watching us on Twitch either. Twitch is mostly for people streaming video games. Yes, there are some other people that do other DIY projects and whatever streaming on Twitch, but Twitch was really founded on video games. And uh, that's what most people are, are searching for when they go to Twitch. <clears throat> so coming back to this issue of evolution, the evolution of the monad, and the fact that creation is tantric. Tantra, yes, it relates to sexuality, but all creation is sexual. And all creation takes place in the consciousness. Because the masculine expressive modality of consciousness must be received. There is a union between the expression and the reception, the lock, the key in the lock. And what it unlocks is an experience. What is created is an experience. An experience is not had is not created, does not exist unless the masculine, affirming, expressive, positive force of consciousness is not received by the negating the passive, the feminine, the negative aspect of consciousness. And when those two achieve union when the masculine is received and absorbed and comprehended and transmuted transformed what they give rise to is experience and you can observe this in yourself that's why mindfulness and self-observation and self-remembering and transformation of impressions are key to the path because these are the science of consciousness itself. We are working with the creative law of the universe moment by moment when we practice mindfulness, self-observation. And we are aware that we are aware. And we remember who it is who is aware as we observe so that we remember what it is we are aware of. That way, we can be cognizant of what it is we are creating in the moment, moment by moment. Experience. And from that experience, of course, falls out experiential knowledge and self-evident reality. It becomes self-evident because consciousness is objective when it is free when it is liberated when it is awake we are this is what it means that we create our reality this is how we create our reality not as the new agers and the self-help gurus and the people on witch talk would have their followers believe which is we create our reality through our desires. And we imagine things and we, we, we use precognition and we use fantasy and imagination and visualization. And we channel our, our, our sexual energy 
our desires, that, that force of desire in the fourth dimension, that we channel that through our lunar mental and emotional desires, which are in the lunar fifth dimension, which is hell, psychological hell. And that that is how we, quote, create our reality. But all of that, all of that is consciousness, which is asleep, bottled up inside of ego, bottled up inside of desire. But let us be clear, it is a very, very tempting sales pitch, is it not? We are familiar with this sales pitch, or we should be, because it has been pitched to us in one way, shape, or form uh, since the 70s, really began to come to the fore, but certainly through the 80s, through the explosion in the self-help industry. But then also, as it, the New Age movement achieved a mainstream following with individuals such as Eckhart Tolle, when his book got the Oprah book club bump. If you're unfamiliar with what that is, it's if a book lands on the Oprah Winfrey show and Oprah Winfrey gives the book her endorsement as on her reading list, that book and that author instantly becomes a worldwide bestseller and their lives are changed forever because of the Oprah bump. Whether or not that is as powerful today as it was 30 years ago is anybody's guess. But, but that's why for the younger generations, the millennials and Generation Z, I guess they're called, the Black Lodge has had to seek out a new platform, one which is better suited to the attention spans and the level of being, the level of consciousness that has, that unfortunately those generations have been raised with and indoctrinated into. And so you have generations of young people who essentially have no attention span, raised on the internet, raised on social media, raised on Twitter and text messaging, and now fully embracing TikTok. And you may recall a number of years ago, there was a video streaming service called Vine, and it was an attempt to combine, to do what YouTube was doing, but combine it with the sensibilities of Twitter. So if Twitter saw fit to limit the character count, Vine videos would limit the time, the length of videos. 
and it was reasonably successful. Vines found their way onto various social media platforms, but people had to share them through other social media platforms. So what TikTok realized was that the publishing, the content creation and the publishing of video content should be on its own sharing platform, on its own social network. And much the same way that YouTube um, initiated having followers and memberships and super chats and monetization and all this sort of stuff. TikTok has basically followed that model, but with very, very short videos. Again, videos which are more attuned to the sensibilities of the millennials and Generation Z. And so what we end up with is a platform which is absolutely perfectly suited to the proliferation of black magic. Because whereas the authentic teachings of the White Lodge require a significant investment of time and effort, because after all, the path is the difficult way through the narrow gate. It's uphill, the path is. But the left-hand path, the path of falling, is a slip on a banana peel. It's the easy way through the wide gate And of course, it's by design that it is that way. And that is why high art, for example, an opera or a symphony or a Renaissance painting or the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel requires a tremendous investment, super effort, and not even by one individual, in some cases by hundreds of individuals have to come together to make such efforts as to create something like that. And to appreciate that, to learn from it, to penetrate the secrets of high art, an individual must be cognizant they must approach that with a, with a meditative attitude from a meditative point of view, observing themselves and remember, remembering themselves and seeking guidance from their own innermost as to the nature and the secrets which are contained in that artifact of high art which they are engaging with. Operas are three hours long. Symphonies are, what, at least 90 minutes. 
and films that stir the soul and and have tremendous esoteric wisdom to convey well they're often epic films not always but often two and a half three three hours long <clears throat> now consider a television commercial a television commercial 30 seconds that's the reality of what we're dealing with that's how the odds are stacked against us and you can watch mozart's magic flute a hundred times and still not get it but boy oh boy you watch one budweiser commercial once and gosh darn it you want to have a beer or you watch one Victoria's Secret commercial or one commercial for Fruit Loops or Coca-Cola or it doesn't matter. 30 seconds is all it takes. And in fact, it doesn't even doesn't even take that long. On YouTube, they have five second commercials. And certainly on TikTok, they have uh, things even shorter. And this this brings to mind a, a science fiction television show from the 80s called Max Headroom. If, if we're really dating ourselves, but if you remember that program, <clears throat> it eventually became a TV show, but it started out, well, the pilot was like a, was like a, a short film. I think it was 60 or 90 minutes, the pilot was. And in, in, if we recall correctly, it was in the pilot episode that they it, the, the Max Headroom was this alternative dystopian future in which the whole multimedia and MTV video craze, which had been going on, just exploded and, and had taken over uh, society and culture. And everything was this media circus, right? This, this crazy jungle of multimedia. And Max Headroom was this AI DJ which only existed on TV screens, but he was the most popular DJ and so on and so forth. And um, there was this, uh, this prophecy, if you will, that this TV show was making that somebody invents what they call blipverts. And what they do is they take 30 second commercials and they compress them down and they play them in fractions of a second. And, and what happens is the, the viewing audience gets 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes worth of advertising information in just a few seconds. But all the frames are being played, but instead of being, it being played at 30 frames per second, it's being played at 300 frames per second or whatever it is. So there's this, there's this hyper uh, uh, influx of advertising information. And, and uh, according to the television show, what's, it's causing people's heads to explode. And it was, of course, it's a ridiculous, over-the-top uh, sci-fi parody um, show. It's a satire. Is what the it was a sci-fi satire is what it was, but it was making a commentary on this whole hyper multimedia universe that was being created. But the irony of it is, is that that show from the '80s 
which was a satirical commentary on the MTV generation, foretold or forecast not just the internet, but the multimedia landscape in which we are now and, and this reduction in viewing time and this compression of information and advertising into ever smaller and smaller and smaller, more condensed, more dense packets of information that are being blasted out to people via the internet. And TikTok is a manifestation of that. Twitter is a manifestation of that. And these things have been born more out of necessity, out of these generations, their lack of attention span. But also, they are the Black Lodge's answer, as is the short attention span. The Black Lodge's way of indoctrinating more and more followers and slamming the door, closing the door on them having the capacity to awaken their consciousness. Because it's self-evident, it's just scientific. If awakening the consciousness is all about quieting the mind and expansion of one's capacity for awareness, the ability to sit with oneself in meditation, for instance, and not be distracted, the ability to maintain a state of calm abiding, as the Buddhists would say. Shunyata, right? Calm abiding, peaceful repose. And to be able to sustain that and not be distracted, not even by the egos within us, which are making our earlobes itch or, or our you know, that we, we develop, I'm sure if you've ever tried to sit for meditation, <clears throat> you have probably marveled at the fact that you had not had an itch for a week, but then you sit down to meditate and all of a sudden these strange sensations start appearing in the body. And all of a sudden you want to, you, you want to desperately scratch the bottom of your heel or your elbow or wherever. These sensations and these itches start appearing in your body. Why? Because the egos don't want you to meditate. They're trying to distract you. They're trying to pull you out of your meditation. That's what those, that's what that itching is. That's what those sensations are. Or that, or whatever sensation appears suddenly in the body in some particular body part that's trying to draw your attention and trying to get you to break out of your meditation in order to deal with it, in order to scratch that itch. And as you know, scratching the itch is a metaphor, is an al is a allegory for uh, satisfying a sexual desire. To scratch the itch, or any desire for that matter, right? And that's what those itches are. So how does one go about developing a system that all but guarantees individuals are going to are going to not be able to sit with themselves 
for an extended period of time and not be distracted. While you begin by creating platforms that are ever more granular in their fragmentation of messaging and their fragmentation of, of mediation. So you have Twitter and you have TikTok. And look at what the platform of Twitter has done. Where everything on Twitter is reaction, reaction. It's all just tidbits of, it's tit for tat. People, it's, it's practically all one can do on Twitter is react. You don't have enough space. You don't have enough time on a platform like Twitter to be able to develop an idea, let alone convey some sort of comprehensive truth. All you can do is blast out little bursts of, of, of factoids, little, little bits of information, usually just enough to react to some other bit of information or misinformation or disinformation that somebody else has blasted out. It's like trying to have a conversation in text messaging. We're terrible at it, right? We're, we're just horrendous at text messaging. But the younger generation, if you go out to a, a, a fast food joint or a Starbucks or whatever, you can see them all sitting around a table, all doing this, all they're all texting. And you might be wondering, who are they texting? They're texting each other. They're sitting there present. They're all together in one, in the same geographic location. And they are more comfortable communicating with one another in little packets of, of information. And they have all their little short forms and all their little cryptic uh, condensations of words and condensations of ideas. And they have all their acronyms and abbreviations, et cetera, et cetera, whereby half the time, if we go onto a platform like TikTok or reading about, or we're trying to do some research into this world, we have to have a Google window open to look up what these acronyms mean because we have no idea what they mean. Of course, LOL and so on. I mean, these are only the, these are the most basic that, you know, most, most people know, but there are many which are just completely, you know, even, even we got it wrong in the ad for this, uh, for this live stream, we said that, uh, SP stood for special person. We got that wrong. SP doesn't stand for your special per, you know, originally it started off as S O right. Significant other. But uh, they didn't like that because they don't like the word other. So 
because of course other is not only is it politically incorrect but it is um and significant other is politically incorrect because it suggests that some other is more significant than someone else and that can't be in their um in their uh, doctrine of equity so uh significant other became specific person specific person not special person specific person and one of the interesting aspects of looking at a word uh, like specific that denotes a target specific is it's when you specify one thing out of all others that is your focus that is your what you are targeting for example the focus of a spell the target of a spell is a specific person this is straight out of black magic 101 this is this is how all black magicians operate if they want to uh, affect someone remotely they will refer to that specific person that specific individual that's what it means to be targeted and we were debating uh with ourselves whether or not we should actually go on to TikTok on this live stream and uh and use our screen sharing to uh and perhaps we'll leave it to you if you think that will be interesting um a lot of these videos are the same and we hesitate to start going on and watching them and you know commenting on specifically and so other because we can't do so without actually playing these people talking about and walking through how to do black magic spells now we're not sure how youtube would react to that um we're sure that this also happens on youtube but what's probably we're probably already going to be um uh what do you call it uh, chastised in some way for putting black magic in the title of this video but the other thing though is more is less to do with youtube and the platform they're on and, and more to do with we don't want to be we don't want our channel to be seen as proliferating any practices which we don't condone or endorse so oh as azale says uh youtube does not mind black magic spells by the way um here is the link if uh, someone wants to jump on Azazil, I'm thinking of you. Uh, you haven't been on in the last few weeks. But as Azil said earlier, he said, um, 
Yeah, it's going to the point at uh, complaining on games that are too difficult to some to complete. Um, I, gu I, I guess that comment was about Twitch. Uh, we're not sure. But um, but there's a link if, if anyone wants to pop on. Uh, we can have a conversation about whether or not you want to uh, um, you want to uh, want us to visit TikTok because one thing that we can do, and um, this is just our Instagram feed. Um, what we can do is do this. If you do a, um, a Google search for witch talk and black magic, you will find um, you will find a number of different articles and whatnot. Um, but if you do a, a search for which uh, which talk and spells, I'm not sure how we did it before, but literally every link on the screen was TikTok. And we're not sure how that worked and, and how we got there, but we just, we ended up uh, getting there and maybe Maybe it was, we just went to, um, yeah, okay. That's a USA Today article. Maybe we have to go to TikTok uh, proper. Um, so you can go through and you can watch these yourselves and you can see how, you know, 7 million views and, you know, half a million views and 1 million views. Um, yeah, so we're going to... Um, We're, this that's going to just be a, a distraction for us because we'd rather share with you in the time that we spent instead of trying to specifically trying to find the specific videos that we came because we were not documenting what we were doing as we were going along we were just allowing to be led the bottom line was one of the ways in which this spellcasting, this witchcraft and paganism and, and all these different traditions which fall under this broad umbrella of manipulation of reality for one's own ends out of one's own desire, the manipulation of outcomes so that they are in alignment with one's own desires. 
this is black magic. It's the definition. Because you are serving your desires, you are serving your egos, which is the Black Lodge. If you are doing magic that is in the service of the egos, then it is black magic. That is the definition of black magic. Because magic, which is in service of the being and in service of others, but in accordance with the law, we've talked about this before, because many people think that because they are healing others remotely using chaos magic, for example, that they are saints, that they are powerful magicians, that they, they are powerful healers. They're, they're able to harness energies and heal other people remotely via their 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 chaos uh, spells or, or Wicca spells or voodoo spells or any number of spells from any number of traditions because they're all basically working with the same underlying fabric. They're working with the creative force. They're harnessing the creative energies. But they are channeling that energy and filtering it through their ego. And they're there and they are doing so in opposition to the great law, which are the currents of cause and effect that are being managed for the sake of monads, for the sake of divine souls, the being. And magic, black magic, be it uh, the Wiccans, be it whoever, and whatever they're doing, be it on TikTok, be it on YouTube, wherever they're doing it, wherever they're proliferating it, be it the self-help gurus or the, uh, the, the, the Olympic coaches or anybody else that teach visualization and so on and so forth, the application of uh, effort and will and channeling one's energy into visualizing what the outcome that they desire. Um, all of that, all of that is feeding ego. And is twisting and corrupting the creative force in order to produce effects whose causes are not met karmically. So even if you are, and whose effects have nothing to do with the being, they cannot. You cannot use black magic to awaken someone. You cannot use black magic to eliminate someone's karma. You can only add to their karma and your own. You cannot eliminate karma with black magic. It cannot be done. And if there are powerful black magicians or demons capable of doing it, then they are actually taking on the karma themselves. It's the only way it can be done. Masters of the White Lodge can take on someone else's karma because they have a lot of dharma. They have a lot of, they can make that exchange, but they, that's something that they negotiate directly with 
Lord Anubis and the Lords of Karma who manage karma intelligently. Karma is not mechanical. It has to be managed. And if you have, forget about thousands of people, but literally millions of people practicing black magic, imagine how, how difficult and how complicated it becomes to manage the karma for this humanity and this planet. When individuals are trying to create their reality as they desire, and you're trying to manage the karma for people's monads, but they're not approaching this from the perspective of their monad. They're, they're approaching it from the perspective of their ego. As Azil says, it is, it's better for people to investigate, to investigate the witch talk rather than the Goetian magic, because that is a true inversion of white magic. It requires a lot of concentration, etc. There is probably a great deal of uh, BS on TikTok. But remember that we are we're confident that serious black magic, serious, more in-depth practitioners of black magic have their own in-depth forms of study and investigation. That's not what really concerns us because like Gnosis, that le those levels of black magic are for the few. However, TikTok is a platform which normalizes magic and normalizes the approach of altering reality based on an e egoic point of view. And that normalization of those practices, bogus or not, like entry-level entry level spells notwithstanding, when you cast a very broad net and you start proliferating this mindset to millions and millions and millions of young people, well, those young people get grow older. And some of them may grow out of their certain aspects of their childishness and they will want to seek deeper understanding. They will want more power. No one, no one who achieves any semblance of power through their ego is ever satisfied with what they gain. It's because it is not in the ego's nature to remain satisfied. On the contrary, it is the nature of ego to momentarily be satiated, to gorge itself momentarily on the object of its desire, which it managed to coerce us into uh, tempting us. It managed to tempt us and coerce us into 
falling for its desire and delivering to it the object of its desire. So momentarily, it feels satiated and we feel satiated as a result. But the hunger returns. The desire returns and it returns with a vengeance. Now it hungers for more, a little more. Whatever it was that it got last time. It wants the same thing, but but a little bit more or a little bit more intense or a little bit more in volume or more in strength or more in whatever. And because TikTok is a content platform which is delivering a constant barrage of these practices in short bursts, short little increments of time and effort, this incredibly accelerates the proliferation of the egoic desire uh, downward spiral or the growing spiral of egoic desire, right? So on the left-hand path, like think about it from ter in terms of an alcoholic. If someone is in college and they get drunk once a week on the weekends, they have 52 opportunities in a year to be drunk. So it takes, in this way, it takes for high school students and college students to, uh, it can take them years to go into the downward spiral of full-blown alcoholism. Now, but just imagine if you could condense that where, where someone could get drunk uh, several times in an hour. Right? They could get drunk. Like you can, you can watch 52 TikTok videos in an hour. Right? Because most of them are less than a minute. It's conceivable. Now, can you do the practices and everything? No, no, perhaps not. But you can, you can watch a one minute video and complete the practice in a few minutes and then go on to the next one. Now, it would take you some time to know whether or not the, the, this, the spell or the practice was effective. But regardless, this, this churning, this churning, this, this rapid um, succession, what do they call it? Turnover in business, right? You, you're turning over inventory, right? This turnover rate is extraordinary extraordinary so whereas in the past even online or via books or you know certain publications or mail order publications or however individuals uh acquired information on how to do practices on the left-hand path whereas in the past they were limited to the practices they had and how to perform them and how often they could do so and so on and so forth. And it might've taken years for someone to really 
go from a beginner to someone who's more of an adept, this, this turnover rate that TikTok provides is a way for individuals to really whet their appetite and in very fast succession start ramping up their desire, their demand for more, more intensity, more power. Very quickly, as Azil says, yes, that is how eventually uh, that, that is how people eventually awaken negatively. It hungers more and more and can, through their desires, awaken in the lunar plane. Yes. Awaken negatively. Yes. Through their ego. Absolutely. And as Azil says, vampires have red eyes due to lustful entities that are real entities within. So let us talk briefly about that, about power. We came across a uh, academic article, uh, someone who uh, is uh, now, mind you, an intellectual, albeit someone who is a member of the um, religious studies faculty at a certain um, higher institution. And we came across an academic paper that this individual wrote, which was sort of taking a very broad but thorough examination of the phenomenon of witch talk. And something which we read in the abstract of this paper sent us off on a on our own exploratory journey into the so-called witch talk. And we were alarmed, but not surprised, not at all surprised, in fact, because as you may know, uh, well, we'll tell you what it is first and then we'll, the, one of the ways that Witch talk is becoming popularized, and these this spell casting and black magic is becoming uh, very, very, very prolific among the younger generations. And we alluded to this in our in the ad for for today's live stream is because. The appeal of power is especially tempting. It is especially, what's the word that we're looking for? Irresistible to those who are powerless or who feel powerless. And in the younger generations, 
we we need look no further than the woke culture the sjw's right the social justice warriors but also the alphabet community as uh, J, uh david chappelle likes to call them right the those who are identified as non-binary genders and non-binary sexuality right the lgbtq wxyz plus community right these these are people who are victims they identify as victims or they identify as being part of a community of broader victimization of powerlessness the opportunity which black magic offers and affords these individuals is irresistible the notion that simply by performing simple acts simple rituals simple rites simple spells they can enact their will over others at a distance without putting themselves in any danger or in any position of having to face you know or having to have any retribution or anything this is this for them it's again it's irresistible it's something they cannot resist and all of woke culture is all about power it is all a power grab make no mistake there is no altruism in it none zero it is it is it has absolutely nothing to do in any way shape or form about what they claim it is about it is 100 egoic power grab it is based on envy and fear and anger and lust and greed and to and to some degree gluttony and laziness all actively working in that modality of this uh, neo-marxist uh, mentality dogma because it is a dogma and, it, and and all of these young people have been indoctrinated into it first at university and then the younger generations in high school and now elementary school via the teachers who were indoctrinated into it in the higher uh, higher uh, education and so when you identify as a victim what do you seek you seek you seek balance you seek you seek to uh, uh equity right um the the equality of outcomes and we have a modern analogy to that a modern day mythology and allegory and you know it's thanos from infinity war and this is our article that we wrote about sjw's in the no-win scenario right and what does thanos do he seeks balance but he is a victim he is the ultimate victim he is such a victim that he projects onto the whole universe the object of his victim the object of his trauma 
He projects onto the whole universe his victimhood. And he wants to control the outcome. He wants to control the circumstances of his life, but not just himself, but for all other beings so that he would spare them the trauma that he suffered. And what does he, Thanos do in order to fulfill and realize this deep, deep desire of his and his twisted, altruistic idea that he is somehow saving the universe and sparing them from the suffering of, of, of watching their worlds die. He seeks the power of the infinity stones and the magical infinity gauntlet which will allow him to wield all of that power. Power. Emphasis on the word power. Victim. A victim who's empowered, there's nothing more dangerous than a victim who is empowered. That someone who's, just, just think about a rat being backed into a corner or some other caged animal that has been abused or it's backed into a corner and all of a sudden, all of a sudden gets its second wind, gets its power and, and unleashes this ferocity and this terror. And it, 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 it seeks to give what it has gotten and it will rationalize and justify for itself that it is in the right, that it is right to do so, to unleash and wield power in a preemptive way and to to paint the whole of reality with a singular paintbrush of a singular binary childish perspective that is 100% a projection of trauma of pain and victimhood projected of us and them and them over there they have they wronged me and so they have wronged everyone Everyone that I identify with, my, you know, my community. And it is this sort of, uh, and uh, as we say, if you look at all of Marvel's movies since, they're all woke garbage. But Infinity War and the character of Thanos really laid down the foundation for this whole Marvel phase two in the uh, cinema, even though Marvel Phase 2, the foundations were laid down in the comic books for over a decade. But in cinema, the turning point was Infinity War and, and really Endgame, because Endgame, we see the horrible, terrible other side of the coin, right? Because it's it's that, that Avengers was part one and part two, right? Infinity War and then Endgame. And, uh, and so in the end game, we saw the flip side of what was begun in, in Infinity War. And Thanos served his purpose, which was to be the universe's ultimate victim. But once that took place, once that event took place and the, um, the Avengers had to reverse it, well, they couldn't reverse what was happening to the Marvel Universe itself. And now the Marvel Universe is defined by victims, the victim groups. 
and victim groups attaining power, seeking power, and wielding power. But whereas Thanos was branded as the villain, the new victims and are the and the new heroes are the new heroes of the Marvel universe. And they are in the right. They are the superheroes. These victims, these empowered victims are the superheroes in Marvel Phase 2. And that is how, and that is how you you see, or sorry, that is how woke people see themselves. They don't see themselves as destroy. They see themselves as destroyers, as, as deconstructors of an evil empire of, of, uh, of the patriarchy, of the white male patriarchy, to be specific. And they have to deconstruct and destroy and tear down all these, these evil uh, institutions. And even though they themselves are not capable of creating anything better in its place, they see that destructive act as the act of a superhero, or the act of a hero, to just tear down and destroy all this that they deem has been victimizing them. But they don't turn any of that intro, they don't do any of this introspectively. It's always out there, it's always somebody else's fault. They are victims of circumstance. So that what they're going to change and what they're going to tear down and demolish are the circumstances and the people behind those circumstances. And there is a reason why they are that way. Make no mistake. And we'll get we can get into that. But in light of all of this, in light of the Thanos allegory, you can see why magical power is irresistible to them, just as, just as the Infinity Gauntlet was irresistible to Thanos. That was the means by which he was going to fulfill his destiny. And when you start pouring in these kind of archetypal uh, language and, and thinking into the application of magical power, you end up with, for example, uh, these jilted lovers who are casting love spells on their specific persons so that those persons will become infatuated with them that they will start texting them and and following them on TikTok and Snapchat and what have you. And that they they can get these love spells. Uh, and we're just relaying what some of these influencers and people on TikTok were expressing to their followers, that this love spell will make your specific person become obsessed with you, will become they will become infatuated with you. They will be they will start to stalk you online and you can appreciate how if a black magician if black magic cannot actually affect the being of that other individual which is the source of true love right true love comes from the being true love doesn't come from the ego so these love spells that these people are casting 
all they can do is affect ego. It's all they can do, right? Because you can all with with black magic, you can only affect mechanical nature. You can only influence and affect mechanical nature, the 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 world of effects. You can't influence the world of causes. You can't influence someone's being. You can only have that have that being become more attacked, more. You can rally more negative forces around that being, try to ensnare them and capture them and try to alter their behavior in that way. But you cannot actually get to someone's being using black magic. You can only tempt, twist, and corrupt them. But that happens through the forces of mechanical nature. So these people casting these love spells, when they say that that person can be, will become infatuated with you, they may be right. If you cast the spell enough times, who knows? But that, but this is what, is this what they're proliferating for this generation to believe what love is? To have someone infatuated with you? To have someone stalking you online? You know what? Because it makes them feel important. It makes them feel special. It makes them feel powerful. Why? Because they have someone that is enslaved to them now. It's like, it's the ultimate in narcissism, right? It's like all of the uh, uh, actors and the people who lust after fame and they want the spotlight and they, they can't get enough of the spotlight and having followers. Well, TikTok and all these things are all about getting followers. It's all about how many people follow you. But being a social media influencer is how much influence you have. Influence. Let us let us meditate on the word influence. Where do things flow? How does the flow go? Which direction does it go? In. It's a fluency, right? But it's influence. The more I influence others, the more energy I suck and leech out of them. That's what being an influencer is. And if you can get people obsessed over black magic, well, then how much influence do you have over them? Right? Because they're going to keep coming back to you for more powerful spells or different spells. Or I need a spell for this now. I need a spell for that. I need a spell to, to, to uh, affect my teacher or my uh, professor or my, yes, my specific other. But then my specific other's parents, I need a different spell to affect them and so on and so forth. So... It's all about these influencers creating a, a dependency, right? Like a drug dealer, right? A dealer, right? Makes, makes their customers dependent upon them. It's, it's, it's creating a market and creating a, a return, um, ongoing revenue, right? Return business. And once you get them hooked, you know you've got them. They got to keep coming back to you. They got to keep coming back to you. Benjamin says, and this is a good point, Benjamin, my understanding is that these social media platforms were designed in such a way to easily manipulate the mind of the population, to program us into acting in a certain manner favorable to the ruling elite or entities. Some people even say that it is dumbing the people down. 
but I observe that the effects are more than these. People also are initiated into the knowledge of the black arts. Uh, very much on point. On a physiological level, the social media uh, mechanisms, Facebook is notorious for this. Um, what's his name? Um, the, the Several of the founding members and partners of Facebook have publicly stated that the like button was developed in order to stimulate the um, the opiate effect in the hypothalamus of the brain. That's where we get that little dopamine kick when someone likes something we've done or responds to something we've done. Or remember, Facebook used to have this thing where you could poke people on Facebook Messenger, I guess it was, and all of these little little interactions, little feedback loops where if you made a post and you received a like, every like you got a little tiny little kick of dopamine. And of course, the more likes you got, the more dopamine reward in the reward center. This is in a very, very, very primitive animal uh, level. And insofar as that's the case, this makes social media uh, a platform of, of reducing people into, uh, into their, their lowest animal, primal, innate animal behavioral patterns. Now, Eduardo Valdez, uh, nice to see you here, Eduardo. Eduardo Valdez uh, makes the point of pachinko machines. Uh, taking that to the next level of insidiousness. Uh, if you don't know what a pachinko machine is, it's essentially Japanese pinball. Now, they call it Japanese pinball because it uses ball bearings, but what it really is is a Japanese slot machine. It is a, it is, it's not something you play in as much as you watch it play itself, like a, like a slot machine. So, but but the noises, the sounds, the, the visceral experience of, of being in a pachinko parlor and playing pachinko is this, is this, this absolute master class in using uh, sound and visuals to stimulate the opiate effect in the brain. There are people who are so addicted to pachinko, they get up in the morning they go to the they go to the pachinko or they or they don't get up in the morning because they've spent all night in a pachinko parlor, and they do have all night pachinko parlor uh, parlors in Japan, or at least they did when we lived there. They this that may have changed because uh, we believe the authorities came and cracked down on it because it was becoming such a problem. It was becoming such a social nightmare in Japan, the pachinko addiction. And people were losing their entire, like, you know, all their savings. And Japanese are uh, world-renowned for their um, for their discipline, their financial discipline and being able to uh, save their money. And they had 
old old ladies and old gentlemen they would they would reach retirement they wouldn't know what to do they started going to the pachinko parlor and boom within a very short period of time their entire savings was wiped out so um the same thing can be said for the uh the slot machines in vegas um which again unfortunately it's very very sad but um you know older people are especially vulnerable because just imagine yourself in your 60s or 70s and you grew up without computers right you grew up without any of this technology stuff so you're not you're not uh, accustomed to it and then somebody sits you down in front of a digital slot machine and all of a sudden these screens and these sounds and these noises that you you have not been acclimatized to so you've not had an opportunity to develop a, a sort of resistance to it through familiarity through you know what have you so in other words to use a, a chemical analogy you, your body has not had an ability to adapt and develop tolerance like when you first start drinking you are alcohol intolerant alcoholics have to drink five times more than normal people in order to become drunk because alcoholics their bodies develop this tolerance for alcohol so they have to have more and more and more and more so for someone like ourselves we don't drink we don't drink at all even a little bit of wine and right away it goes to our head and we we feel like it's like it's 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 poison it's poison when you realize when you don't drink and you don't have a tolerance for it you realize just how much poison uh, alcohol is poison because it only takes a tiny little bit of wine for your entire body and your brain and everything to go, go haywire and go what the hell is that what, what are you poisoning and poisoning us with meanwhile if you drink regularly all the time oh you can drink half a bottle of wine or whatever no oh, no problem you can down a big glass of wine like this oh it doesn't even affect you right no it affects you it's just that you've developed a tolerance for it so um these these uh, electronic and digital uh phenomena and they've been designed they've been designed to be addictive right it's like these mobile games like that are designed to keep people playing um because they they're advertising driven or they're they're uh, microtransaction driven so they're designed to get people hooked and keep people playing slot machines are uh, pachinko machines they're all along the same way and social media same thing same thing designed to get people addicted to it and get people to stay on the site and keep clicking and reacting and Twitter again Twitter is the worst well now perhaps TikTok is even worse than Twitter but being that Twitter is is reactionary and has the all of that and it's also not by accident that the woke uh minority chose Twitter as their platform for maliciousness for attacking others again because they because again it's it's the same reason why advertisements on television were 30 seconds because you don't need more than that you don't need more than 30 seconds to get someone to get someone wanting something right the, the desire the product that you're selling that you're pitching 
30 seconds is enough. So that's the Black Lodges. The Black Lodge has it very easy that way, right? As we said at the outset, it is, it is um, so much easier to fall downhill than it is to climb uphill. It's just the way things are. And, um, and we can spend hours working on videos and doing these live streams and making memes and trying to, uh, you know, reach people online and through social media, because we also use social media as a platform. But the number of people that actually will read our posts or our blog for that matter, right? Or watch one of our videos uh, is minuscule, is minuscule. People don't have the attention span for it. And one of the reasons why we're pursuing the Atlas project and the way we're pursuing it is because we are recognizing that we have to communicate in a way that's contemporary that will reach people at the level they are at. There's no use trying to reach people at a level that they can't that they can't get to. If you want other people to climb the mountain with you, you got to lower the rope. There's no getting around it. You have to lower the rope down to their level. There's no getting around it. Now, is there a way? Is there a way to to make um, enticing, interesting, compelling messages that express uh, the 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 power and importance, or not say power is not the right word, the strength and importance and uh, benefits of the the right hand path is there a way to deliver that message in a one minute video there may be there may be but uh we're not there yet we haven't found it yet um we're <laughs> we struggle as much as we do already to be able to convert visual aid into a video format, into a digital format to make it work. And, and you know, with the uh, limitations on software that we have and the hardware that we have, and but are mostly limitations of our abilities, our technical abilities. So um, there may be at some point in the future, Atlas may have a TikTok channel. It's, it may just be the reality of where we are. Uh, and if that's where young people are and they're looking for spells and they're looking for magic and they're looking for all these things, they're looking for power and they believe that they're doing good, they believe that they're being spiritual, but they're being misled, it's the same reason why we went on to Facebook, right? Same reason why we're on Facebook and on YouTube, because someone had someone has to give a counterpoint, a counter argument. Someone has to lift the veil on the deception. Someone has to be able to deliver in some way, shape, or form some sort of um, gotcha moment to those individuals that is self-evident to them.
that when they see it, they can ignore it, but once they see it, they can't unsee it, right? They'll have to just ignore the facts. That's what they'll have to do. They'll have to rationalize them away. And many will do that, and many do do that, of course. But it's for those who are, you know, we always we always like to, to say this quote from a, from a Queen song, of all things, Queen and David Bowie, and the song is under pressure. And the quote is, for love's such an old-fashioned word, and love dares you to care for the people on the edge of the light. And that's all we can ever do. It's like the sun shining down on a lake. Let's face it, the water molecules that are deep below the surface, sun can't reach them. Or even if it does, it can't evaporate those molecules. Can't. Impossible. The sun cannot cause water beneath the surface to evaporate. It's impossible. But that's not... So, so the sun doesn't worry about that. But the water that's on the edge of the light, we call it surface tension. All those water molecules that are congregating at the surface, it's so dense that insects can walk on it, <laughs> right? And it's like those water molecules that are being affected by the light. And they see the light. And they're energized by the light. And what do they want to do? They want to break free. They want to break free from the limitations of their physical existence, of their liquid state. They want to break free and be liberated from that tension, that surface tension, where they are under pressure. And that is what the light is. The light is heeding that advice that is in the lyric of the song the light is serving love which dares you to care for the people on the edge of the light and all those misled misguided people on tiktok they're all on the edge of the light a lot of them are they're on witch talk and they're wiccans and pagans and doing all this stuff because they want to be spiritual they, deep down inside of them is a longing for something more. They long for strength. But the Black Lodge doesn't offer them strength. The Black Lodge offers them power. And they don't have the discernment to tell the difference. And there's no option for them on Witch Talk, on TikTok. They have no options because it's wall-to-wall it's -wall black magic just like on Facebook, just like on YouTube, just like everywhere, like on all the advertising, all the sex and all the drugs and all the violence in the, in the media and the movies and everything else. There's, there's the high art is so few and rare and far between. You gotta go searching for it, right? The needle in the haystack. And most people don't have the discernment to separate wheat from chaff. 
Example. But before we get that, Kai said, you need power. Only when you want to do something harmful, otherwise love is enough to get everything done. You see, love is strength. Strength, mind you. Power is, is different. Strength, you can be strong and powerless. Yeah? Just think about Nelson Mandela. Think about a Martin Luther King Jr. But think about a Nelson Mandela locked up in prison in South Africa for decades. What strength did he have to endure what he endured? What strength did he have? Did he need to have? And what strength gave him the intestinal fortitude? Fortitude is synonymous with strength, by the way. Constitution, character. We say strength of character. When we talk about a when we talk about a a, a dictator, a popular uh, dictator, populist dictator, we talk about the power of their character. We talk about their charisma. But when we talk about anyone of genuine merit, regardless, they, they, they might have no followers. They might be completely anonymous. But if they, they exhibit tremendous strength of character, that is an individual worth knowing, an individual worth having in your life, an individual that you are honored and privileged to call an acquaintance or a friend or simply to be aware of their story. And that's the difference between power, which requires followers, which requires results, which requires success and fame and fortune, right? You need power to acquire all those things. And all those things are markers of the power that you possess. But strength? You don't have to lift a finger. And you can exhibit your inner strength. You don't have to move anyone or change anything around you. All you need to do is be profoundly better than yourself. Strength comes from within. Power comes from without. Uh, Eduardo says, I think you can totally plant the seeds and deliver gnosis in bite-sized chunks. Help people break free, just like a bow and arrow. Do you use it for sustenance or for violence? The individual's choice. The medium isn't necessarily evil. It's a natural evolution of social technology. Those behind the tech are another story altogether. I think as long as your messages messages out there, those that need it will find it. Well, look, I'll tell you what 
has been eye-opening for us personally. When we do these um, live streams, we've been making uh, what they call stories for Facebook. And stories, uh, if you post a story and you want it to go onto Instagram, it has to be 15 seconds or shorter. 15 seconds. 15 seconds is not a lot of time. Half of a television commercial. Now, we are able to make stories that convey the information that are in our Facebook ads that we post on Facebook. 14 seconds. Now, the Facebook ads on Facebook, of course, are still, they're not even videos at all. They're just still frame images, right? So if you think about it, a TikTok video is what, four 15-second segments. So it is possible. It should be possible. You're right. I mean, we, we, we wholly agree with you that it is possible. It is right. It's just another one, uh, another thing on our list of things to do, right? <laughs> that are just, we're, we're just one person. That's the problem, right? All of these things, I mean, all of these things can be done, should be done, right? But we say so we take for granted that when we see people like Jordan Peterson or other people with, with, with uh, YouTube, YouTube channels or whatever, we see them doing this and doing that and they're posting this and posting that. Lots of times what we don't see is they have teams of people in the background doing stuff for them, managing stuff, creators, editors. Uh, uh, they call them wrenches, right? When they do their live streams, they have half a dozen wrenches who are volunteers in the chat, moderating the chat and, and doing various different things. And do they pay these people? Do they not pay these people? Who knows, right? We don't have any uh, insights into that. But what's for damn sure is that anyone that has any sort of uh, more significant online presence on multiple different platforms and so on and trying to do, you know, any anything that is even remotely uh, technically uh, uh, challenging, that they're not doing it by themselves. Um, so that's... So we are we are in 100% agreement that it's possible, that it's doable. It's just a question of how are we going to get there? And, um, and perhaps, we hope, when the current project that we're working on, we can get to a point where we can get it submitted and get it online and get, get this, this hump that we're working on. Uh, you know, we have to get over what we're, we have to finish what we're working on right now and get it out and get it up there. And then we can start working on taking the bite-sized chunks that we've already done and created and creating granular uh, cross sections, right? That are little slices that that we can then use um, on perhaps a platform like TikTok as an as as the example, or Instagram, or or even Facebook and YouTube because they also have now have their what they call Shorts and Reels. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why we're using the technology that we're using is because um, that allows us to, like we're using PowerPoint um, for that reason because things are, are sort of naturally segmented into individual slides or groups of slides. And you can take individual ideas and, and they're, they're more easily and logically compartmentalized and then you can just remove them and 
and rearrange them or, or take them in, in slices of concepts and individual concepts and ideas, as opposed to a video that has, you know, lots of, you know, flowing this and that, you know, things are moving together. And yes, of course, you can edit out, you know, chunks here and there, but but again, it's it's all about the organization of the information and everything else. Um, so we're trying to we're we're trying to go from the beginning, from the outset, of having everything in 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 bite-sized chunks and putting them together into into sort of logical uh, little pieces of storytelling, uh, if that's the right uh, word. Um, but you're right, and intuitively we know that we have to be on that platform, and and we have to try to um, have some kind of a counter um, a counter offer <laughs> a counter offer. Ah, but um, incidentally, we don't know. Uh, did if any of you have seen uh, the Northman? Do you know what we're talking about? It's the, uh, here, we'll pull this up on the screen here. Um, we won't play the sound because we, we don't want to get uh, docked by uh, uh, YouTube. But it's a, um, it's a film by uh, director Robert Eggers who, directed the lighthouse uh which is a small art house black and white film about two lighthouse keepers that are essentially trapped together on this rock uh and they slowly devolve into madness um it's a interesting film about these slow downward spiral into um into madness but the northman is a revenge tale set in uh, Viking uh, lore, Viking history, and Viking legend. And specifically, it is the story of Amlet. That's exactly right. It's Hamlet. It's it's what Shakespeare based Hamlet on. It's, this, it's the same story. It's, it's Hamlet. But the original name of the character is Amlet. And, but it's spelt um um omelette right so we, when you reverse omelette you get thelma right we made this we made this uh this point in our um video on hamlet and thelma is basically telema right it's it's willpower so the norse legend tells the tale of the murdered king and the wife uh, and the brother of the king plot to murder the king and Amlet sees witnesses all this as a child and then he swears vengeance then he returns as an adult and he to, only to discover that his uncle and his mother lost the kingdom to another viking tribe 
and they have been relegated to um, a single farmstead. And but on that farms, they still have their loyal followers, and they have quite a few slaves working the farm. And the slaves are are literally Slavs because that's where the word slave comes from. They're Slavs from uh, from basically Russia, but at that time it was called Rus. And Amlet uh, infiltrates the farm by uh, pretending to be a slave. And we won't tell you the rest of the story, but the interesting thing is that there was a video on YouTube, uh, the Northman explained by a Northman. And um, the fellow who the fellow who made this video, his name is uh, Andre, and he is a um, he is from Norway. So uh, he basically is he's a Norseman, right? North North Norway, and he made this video explaining the Norse, the origins of the Norse mythology and the legend of Amlet, and also the connection, not just to Shakespeare, but also the, uh, the, the there's a, the, the Greek philosopher who, um, yeah, Grammaticus, who retold this uh, legend. Uh, in, and so Shakespeare likely based Hamlet on uh, Grammaticus's uh, version of the story. But we also point out in our comment uh, to, uh, to Andre here, we wrote a fairly extensive, as you can see, it's on screen here. This is our uh, reply because Andre said, you know, uh, give us your thoughts and interpretations on the film. And so we we point out in our commentary that uh not only was the legend of omelet retold by grammaticus and shakespeare but it's also retold in the lion king because it's another story of a young child who witnesses the king being murdered by his brother his uncle and he has to return and set things right And the symbol, the sim, the symbolism, but the language that is present in the Norse uh, names. And when we start putting the pieces together, uh, it's quite remarkable. Um, you know, we won't we won't read this unless someone really wants us to. Um, because it's pretty it's pretty long, but it's also fairly condensed. Um, what we can do is we can cut and paste it here into the comments so you guys can read it on your own. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, oh, 
Well, that's interesting. Okay, so it it um there's a limit to YouTube comments. So it um so the Facebook comment, uh, you can read it in one shot. The, on on YouTube, uh, it's in it's chunked out into pieces. But anyway, there it is. It's it's there, and you can you can read it in the chat, um, maybe on your own time. But the point that uh, the reason why we bring up the film is because there's a Northman from Norway, and he makes a YouTube video explaining the Northman, and he feels that he's doing justice to all of the so-called North mysticism, the Norse mysticism, and that is present in the film because there's a lot of dream sequences and a lot of Norse mythology. There's references to Valkyries and and there's quite a lot happening um, with characters playing shaman. There's a seeress who's played by Bjork, of all people. Um, and there's there's a supernatural, there's a very powerful supernatural aspect to the myth of Amlet. But what's incredible is that there's even this explanation by Northman fails to address any of the objective universal esoteric meaning of the mythology in the same way that no contemporary no shakespearean uh scholar understands hamlet none understand the to be or not to be speech which we made clear in our youtube video on the matter zero none because they all they all believe that Hamlet is contemplating suicide. That to be or not to be is, is Hamlet's internal dialogue of whether or not he should commit suicide. And it is absolutely not that. Now, it's understandable how it can be interpreted as that, but that's an incorrect interpretation. Because too much of the speech doesn't make any sense, number one with that interpretation. You have to rationalize away far too much of the speech, whereas if you comprehend the speech esoterically and you realize that it's an exposition dump of timeless universal esoteric truth, which Shakespeare was known to do in his great soliloquies, his famous soliloquies, and there is no more famous soliloquy in all of Shakespeare and possibly all of theater than Hamlet's to be or not to be speech. Now, therefore, can we logically rationalize and say that the greatest speech and possibly the greatest words ever written in the English language, the most oft quoted, the most oft performed, the most oft revered, certainly by the actors who speak them, is about suicide? Of something so mundane? Because that's the ego that says that there's nothing more important than life or death. There's nothing more important than whether you live or die. That's the ego talking. Because of course there is something more important than whether you live or die. It's called the fate of your immortal soul. There's nothing more important 
than the fate of your immortal soul. There's nothing more important than the level of your being. But that is not important to the Black Lodge. The Black Lodge, their divinely ordained purpose is to lower the level of being, to sabotage the being, to sabotage the immortal soul. That is the Black Lodge's purpose. And by their being purposed for that role, it is the being's quest to reverse that, to overcome that, and thereby win his place, earn his place in Valhalla, in the halls of Allah. Right? If we want to talk about onomatopoeia and the similarities of words, you cannot spell Valhalla without Allah. And like you can't say hallelujah without Allah. And these things are not by accident that these words mesh onto each other. It's the same way that you can't say Jesus without saying hey Zeus of Zeus. That's Jesus. Because Jesus, if you pronounce the J uh, in a Latin way, then it's Jesus. And Jesus, that hey in Hebrew, in uh, ancient Hebrew, connected with Zeus is of Zeus, of Zeus. To be of someone is to be the son of. And Zeus is God. And so the son of God is hey Zeus. Jesus, Jesus. These are not by accident. That these synchronicities exist. So you have Amlet has to reverse. He has to undo what his uncle Fjolnir and his mother um, did. And the interesting thing is, Fjolnir is related to the god of fertility, but that god of fertility is the god of sexuality, but that sexuality is specific, is also relates to fertility, which is animal sexuality, which is lust. So Fjolnir, Fjolnir um, relates to, so inverted sexuality. And now his mother's name is... Oh, yes, his father is Aurvandil, Aurvandil, A-U-R Vandil. So Aurvandil is light vandal, light vandal. So a vandal is like a warrior, right? But a warrior who defeats, who destroys, a vandal, right? And Aur is light. So light vandal, that's the father, that's the being of Amlet, and Amlet is Telema's willpower. That's the human soul. But his father is the being, and is a being of light, and he's a light warrior. But he is killed by Fjolnir, by lust. And um, yeah, there's so much. There's And then his mother, uh, Gud, Gudrun, 
or Gudrun or Gudrun. Uh, she is always the in Norse mythology. She is always the um, the fem the heroine, and she is often associated with uh, a husband who's who's murdered by a brother, and and she's she ends up marrying again, and um, she plays prominently in the Ring Cycle, which is uh, uh, Wagner's uh, opera uh, based on Norse mythology. So and then there's the slave woman Olga that Amlet meets up with. And Olga, interestingly enough, means holy. And Olga is another expression of the divine feminine, but she is holy. And Amlet must work with her in order to fulfill his duty to Aur Vandil, the light warrior, his father. So it's there's all of this we we talk about in that quote in that which, which we shared in the uh, in the chat. Um, that's our response to the Northman, the Northman on Northman. <laughs> this uh, this video here. So. Um, So yeah, you can read that uh, in your own time. But again, we bring all of this up because this story, much like the hero's journey itself, which Joseph Campbell identified in 6,500 uh, stories and myths and legends from across the world, around the world, he identified this 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 hero's journey, the heroic journey. But Joseph Campbell didn't go far enough, and one of the reasons why we feel that he didn't go far enough is because he was a student of Jung, and as we've all already shown in uh, one of our previous videos on the nature of uh, shadow work. Jung is terribly misunderstood and shadow work and Jung himself uh, misunderstood, misinterpreted his own uh, intuitions related to, uh, to, to shadow work. And there's our uh, video, uh, Shadow Work 101. It was... Um, season one episode 36 and because joseph campbell was a student of jung he as jung himself believed in the incorporation of the shadow the assimilation of the shadow and that if you don't make peace with your shadow or assimilate your shadow that then your shadow will will haunt you and eventually rule you you'll become you'll be ruled by your shadow instead of being a master of your shadow and what jung was experiencing as he was performing psychoanalysis on his his um patients 
was when they experienced comprehension, they were achieving liberation through comprehension of their egos. But he misinterpreted what was going on. His intellect got in the way because he had no concept of egos proper. He only was working with archetypes. And he said, well, these archetypes, the villain archetype, this archetype, that archetype, you have to incorporate these and make them a part of who you are. Otherwise, they're going to rule you. So when he saw people having comprehensions in, in psychoanalysis, he believed that that's what they were doing. They were incorporating their shadow, but that's not what was happening. They were comprehending and liberating. They were freeing their consciousness from egos. They were incorporating the consciousness that was being held that was being enslaved by the egos. They were freeing consciousness. And that consciousness was being reabsorbed, was being reintegrated into their available free consciousness. And along with that came all of the comprehended knowledge, all of the self-evident experiential knowledge of the nature of the ego, which had been enslaving that consciousness. So they were integrating, not just the consciousness, but also the knowledge, the intimate experiential knowledge related to that particular ego or that particular aspect of their shadow self. All of that was being integrated, but it wasn't the shadow itself, the ego itself was being integrated. That ego was being eliminated. but the intimate knowledge and the lessons learned and the consciousness was being integrated. So this is how Jung misunderstood himself, his own insights and experience, his intellect gotten away because he had to explain it somehow. And he came up with his animus anima and all that stuff and his archetypal and all his models and everything else. And this is how everybody who reads Jung gets it wrong because it's modern psychology and modern psychology had to eliminate had to eliminate any concept of sin. In other words, Christian mysticism, the mysticism of the Zohar, of Judaism, of Islam, of all that archaic notions of demonic possession and possession by entities and sins and original sin, all of that had to be vanquished, had to be discarded because all of that was antiquated and quaint and quaint superstition. So the intellect had to come up with an alternative explanation, even as someone like Jung was witnessing comprehension before his very eyes as he was performing. And is and listen, as we pointed out in our um, in our um, live stream about Jung. If you read many, many quotes from Jung, reveal that he was an esotericist. He was on the he he had such profound insights. He had such profound intuitions. The problem was his intellect was trying to make sense and interpreting and present, and he needed to find a way to present that information in a way that it felt it would be accepted by uh contemporaries and he was also in a, a personal struggle and personal battle to outdo his mentor and his teacher freud 
And likewise, Freud had many, many clear insights. Like, for example, everything, everything, all of human psychology is based around sex. Everything is sexual. Why is that? Because all ego is lust and consciousness itself is sexual, as we explained earlier. The consciousness, it's tantra, is consciousness, the expression and the reception united to create experience. That's sexuality. That's the law of three, the law of creation. That is sexuality. Far and above in the sixth dimension, long before we even have an energetic body, let alone a physical body or a personality or a gender, right? That's sexuality. That's the creative law of the universe. So that's why everything was sex. And that's why everything was sex for Freud. But again, Freud had to rationalize and, and interpret his intuition that everything is sex. Well, if everything is sex, then he, then of course, then he has to figure out how everything is about men and women having sex and boys and their mothers, right? And their fathers and right. And so we turn to Oedipus and so on and so and, and again, misinterpreting and misunderstanding what Oedipus is about. Oedipus who murders his father and marries his mother. In that case, Oedipus is fuel near from Amlet. Right? Because it's all variations of the same story. The king is murdered not by his brother, but by his son. Ill will. Ill will murders the being. The false self. Right? It uses ill will to murder the being and marries the mother. Turns the chaste mother of the king into a whore, into an unnatural abomination of nature. That's the virgin being transformed into the whore. The, vir the virgin becomes the whore of Babylon. It's a whole whore of Babylon uh, for which they build the Tower of Babel. It's all variations of the same theme. It's all variations of the same story. This is what Joseph Campbell got wrong. He couldn't, he couldn't go there. He got as far as going into the dungeons and murdering and killing the, uh, the, the demon or the monster that lives there and returning, but he missed. So he got all that aspect of it. But what he missed was the, the broader picture of how the uh, kingdom fell into ruin in the first place. The betrayals and all of these stuff that like he got the heroic journey of the hero coming back to restore uh, the kingdom. But Campbell got he missed that whole part of how the kingdom first fell into ruin. And that's what stories like Amlet and such mythologies and like like Oedipus, and that's what Macbeth and Lear and all of those tragedies are about. The tragic heroes. <clears throat> all right. Um, so I think we'll 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 just do a quick recap and go back to the beginning about social media and mention also 
uh, because we were talking about sexuality and and we've been talking about uh, modern psychology and and one of the things that is also very prolific on the internet and it's also now on TikTok is the abuse of the sexual force and kundalini um, energy and the you know and the use of uh kundalini as this magical energy this power this force that is able to do this that and the other and particularly uh of course its application in these magic spells that we were talking about but also um in its abuse through black tantra and the manipulation of kundalini and the sexual force for arousal and intensification of the orgasm and these these things this is also rampant and when you consider the average age um, if you uh consider the average age of the TikTok users and they are flirting with and toying with these practices. Um, again, it's alarming because uh, generally speaking, this sort of thing in the past usually only appealed to uh, older adults as they're you know, getting into their late 20s and into their 30s where they began exploring after the sort of uh, raucous uh, wild roller coaster uh, animal sexuality began to lose its luster right from their from their from the age of 15 16 you know from their teens all the way to their mid to late 20s and they're starting to get into their 30s the individuals began looking for more mature um, forms of sexuality. So they looked to alternative uh, expressions and practices of sexuality. And of course, Tantra was one of these things that, that they inevitably would stumble upon and begin exploring. But now, with the TikTok generations, this is something that they are being introduced to in their teens, in their early 20s. And they're jumping from like right into it. And the, again, it's, it's this, this has been happening for quite some time where the intensification and of of the sexual experience and the desire the lust for ever more intense ever more uh raucous and sensational sexual experiences has been shifting and being pushed younger and younger and younger and younger and younger and the sexualization of children has been 
the 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 margin of that the the has been being pushed younger and younger and younger and younger even to the point where there was this netflix program called cuties which uh netflix eventually had to relent and i think that i think they pulled it from their network but um all of this this pushing the boundaries and pushing uh degenerate and inverted sexuality ever ever younger and getting them started at an ever younger age it's just like the woke uh the woke people that are uh, pushing their agenda and beginning their indoctrination programs at an ever younger age now getting them in their elementary schools and pushing their all of their genders at an ever uh, all of their uh dogmas at an ever younger age it's this cultural revolution which is underway and and black magic is 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 being wound up in this is being rolled up into this no one can predict what the result of this is going to be when these youngsters reach adulthood when they get into their 30s and they've been casting spells since high school and and again they've been they, they've gotten a taste right a taste of the of, of the of the the heroin like all those people they got addicted to heroin by taking prescription painkillers right oxycontin right they just got a little little they got a migraine oh popped an oxycontin they got pms right they had cramps popped an oxycontin they had whatever they had you know they broke their leg they 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 sprained this they pulled that the doctor prescribed them oxycontin they had pain popped an oxycontin right harmless right little pill there's nothing and then look how many people ended up on skid row full-blown heroin addicts right it's the same phenomena it's the same phenomena TikTok is packaging black tantra and black magic in these little bite-sized little pills that seem harmless that seem frivolous because everything on TikTok it's just fun it's just social media it's just this it's just that it's harmless it's a one minute video it's as we've described in our live stream about trauma there's two kinds of trauma there's the sudden immediate intense all-encompassing event and then there's the slow methodical insidious death by a thousand cuts form of trauma the chinese water torture form of trauma where it's just one little drip of water on your forehead just one little drip of water and then another and then another and another and another and another and it doesn't stop and it's it's relentless and so after a time those drops of water are like 
sledgehammers on your forehead. Each and every drop is another ball-peen hammer. Bang! 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 And it's still just a drop of water. But given enough time, that's what's that's what's happening with TikTok. It's like the it's again, it's like the oxycontin pill. It's nothing, it's just a little painkiller. Just a little painkiller. Gets rid of the pain. Right? But you take it enough time, enough times, over enough period of time, over as many months or as many years, and before you know what's going on, you're buying you're buying generic oxycontin pills online or you're finding local dealers when you're when your doctor cuts you off doctor doesn't prescribe them anymore for you you got to you got to get your fix and you got to get you got to get your oxycontin pills and then before you know what's going on you're a full blown heroin junkie doing god knows what with god knows whom to get your fix it's the same thing it's the same phenomenon And, you know, we can use these examples because these examples are real. We're not making them up. These are real tragedies. These are real social calamities. And they were orchestrated. They were planned and they were executed. And make no mistake, what is happening on social media and what is happening on TikTok is part of this war this war for the souls of humanity. And, you know, and it's not a question of, you know, positive thinking or negative thinking or anything like that. It's the reality. The reality is humanity is losing. The White Lodge is losing this war. The Black Lodge is far and away winning this war. But again, As we've said, they have conservatively, they have a 10 to 1 advantage conservatively, but it's more like 100 or 1,000 to 1. Maybe it's even more than that. Because we all, this humanity, anyone that wants to get out of this liquid state and and into the heavens has to break through that surface tension right? And the light is beckoning them to do so. But to break free uh, of, of uh, all of the, the, the ego and all of the everything that's, that's trying to hold us down and hold us back and, and keep us identified with the physical world, with our physical body, with our personality, with all of our desires, etc., the forces are are stacked against us and this technology stuff is as many of you have pointed out uh this technology stuff was designed from the outset from the get-go to work against that process so unless we are cognizant unless we are aware unless we unless we know how to use these tools in a positive way and try to use them in a positive way and shown how they can be used in a positive way they will continue to have a largely negative influence 
that's very much on us and that's very much uh, as part of our work as we've as we discussed um kinder said please don't be a black male and uh they also said luckily i'm right it's black magic going bald or going bad uh we're about ready to call it a day um if any of you have any other questions or comments we hope that you can take away from today's discussion how clever and how insidious and how um, covert that the Black Lodge is and that they are they are by design without remorse they have no sense of decency they have no sense of fairness or fair play that's something that's important to note they're going after children they're going after kids and they're they're created they've created a platform that's almost exclusively for kids and not just kids but for women and for the members of the the alphabet community and for all those people who uh, see themselves as being victims and victimized the powerless they've created this platform and they they entice them they seduce them with with promises of power you will be powerful you are powerful you know these affirmations that they have people read to themselves in mirrors you know from all the self-help new age stuff because all the self-help new age stuff has all now trickled down into this into this pseudo mishmash black magic witch talk stuff which is on twitter now and it's all been distilled into these bite-sized portions of of egomania of narcissism like unbelievably intense super concentrated narcissism narcissism and these affirmations have become you are powerful you are deserving you are this you are that but you but but they you have to read them in the first person so you look in the mirror and you have these written on your mirror and say, I am powerful, I am deserving, I am this, I am that, I, 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 I. And these affirmations are, are basically affirming and, and creating uh, sociopathic narcissists. Uh, you know, full blown. It's like, you know what? It's like, it's psychologically speaking, it's like watching Saruman birthing urukai right like i mean it's it, it really um it's what the black lodge is doing they're creating an army of of sociopathic narcissists um of of truly of 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 demonic pawns and um and if they persist and if they continue to to practice these practices uh they will they will awaken awaken they will become awakened demons they will awaken negatively and even though they might believe completely that what they're doing is good but again master samuel tells us right every demon no demon thinks of themselves as a demon no black magician thinks of themselves as a black magician they all see themselves. They're all the good ones. They're all they're all doing what's good and right. 
And you know why they think that? Because it's true. Beyond the Tao, in the grand scheme of things, this is their divinely ordained purpose, is to be that way. They are doing their job. They are doing their job to be the adversary, to be our opponent. And they are so damned good at it. And there are so many of them. And we are in, we are in the Kali Yuga, which is the Iron Age, which is their age to rule humanity. That's why they rule and they have been ruling for 2,000 years. Um, it is, it is what it is. And that is the battlefield that we are on. And that is the situation that we have been sent to, to unfold the Atlas project and show people the wisdom and the way to build the ark and not just out there, but in here, because that's where the ark building begins. And we talked about that last weekend. And hopefully, if all goes well, we will have something to show you on that front as well in the near future. But again, um, we're we're not doing we're not doing this on our time. Number one, and things happen, things things unfold. Right? There's life gets in the way, and technology gets in the way, and um, all sorts of other things get in the way. So we have a very much a sense of urgency about it, about doing it, about getting it done. But at the same time, we know that we, we are not on our time, that there is a timetable and a time frame that we are working within and that things will be done when they, when they need to be. And things will happen as they need to happen. Um, but this, today's talk was very much in line with that and revealing to us how once we get our, this, this project that we're working on, we have to be cognizant and aware of this other platform. And as Eduardo said, we have to be, we have to be at least in the back of our mind as we are doing things asking ourselves, okay, but will this fit in a TikTok video? There it is. A um, couple more uh, comments being made here. Benjamin says, these social media platforms are the best mind control device that the government and corporations have right now. Election results can even be predicted or manipulated through data obtained from these sites. Human behavior is easily analyzed. That's why for the elites, humans are hackable animals. This is largely true. And, uh, but incidentally, it's, it's be very interesting to hear what people's thoughts are on uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter and what you feel is going on. And if this is all just part of the, uh, part of the game, part of the, part of the big game that's being played that now it's given people some sort of sense of hope that Twitter is going to be turned around and you know reformed or what, whatever. But if you ask me, 
I think that the what's happening is all of this is by design to get people to flock back to Twitter. Anyway, well, time will tell. Time will tell. Kai says, thank you for the talk. God bless you and your path. Uh, you're very welcome, and thank you for the kind words. Erwin says, thank you, Atlas. Very informative. Learned a lot. Uh, thank you for coming, Erwin. Benjamin says, are the happenings through the instrumentation of the social media tech the pathway to the abyss already? Look. Um, there are so many pathways into the abyss. Uh, social media did not invent the path into the abyss. If, if social media is just a medium, right? So it's just like books and movies and television and video cassettes, etc., and music. Um, and we all know that all of these mediums can be used for good. We wouldn't be on Facebook if we didn't know that it could be used for good. We wouldn't be on YouTube if we didn't know that it could be used for good. We have been using technology since its outset, since its formation and crea its creation. Modern technology, that is computers. We've been using them since day one. And we've always known that there will come a day when the technology gets to the point where we can do the visualizations and kind of start returning to almost hieroglyphic kind of clarity of of you know a picture is worth a thousand words right the a symbol is far more powerful than than a word um and a word and a symbol combined are is exponentially more powerful because you now have the sound and the I mean, it's, it's, so we knew that one day it would become readily available and relatively easy to not just create these things, but also disseminate them. And that day has come, that day is here and social media is a part of that. So that's why we've been doing memes, right? That's why we do our memes. Everything's on one page, right? And we, we transmit some kind of truth in that space. And now we're just getting to the point where, okay, can we make the memes move? And now can we do, can we, can we deliver a meme in a one minute or less time frame? And the answer is yes, of course we can. Of course we can. And, um, and that, that the nice thing about TikTok uh, as a platform is it's the lowest common denominator. Right. If you make for TikTok, you can share that TikTok video. That TikTok, that video will work as a Facebook story. It'll work as an Instagram story. It'll go. It'll go on to as a YouTube short or a YouTube reel. It'll go on to Facebook, right? Because no platform has a minimum length, right? So TikTok has a maximum length, but no platform has a minimum length. On the contrary, they're all creating their own unique feeds for the shorter and shorter and shorter content. So if you create something that works on TikTok, you can disseminate it on all the other platforms. So that's the advantage of creating for that time frame. 
the other the other the other advantage is of course is that the likelihood that somebody is going to watch what you create goes exponentially higher because if they see that it's a 45 second video oh what the hell i click on i could well i'll watch 45 seconds and if you can get more people to watch it the way TikTok videos work and the way it works on Facebook and stuff, it'll show you how many views are on that video. So the more views your video gets, the more likely people are to watch it because they oh, that must be good. That must be funny. That must be whatever, right? Why? Because 2 million people have watched it. So for all of these reasons, um, plus the 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 very uh nature of the topic that we discussed today of what this platform is being used for and this is the front where the war is being waged it's not facebook it's not youtube it isn't it really isn't it's TikTok. and if you can and if you can fight your battle there well then you can use if you make content for TikTok, you can use that content everywhere else. So, you know, you you gotta. What, what's that expression? You gotta fish where the fish are. But you also you have to go to the battle field. You have to go to the field where the battle is being fought. There's no point in going to the field that's comfortable or familiar. So memes, we're done making memes. And Instagram and so on and whatnot. We might still use we might still use Instagram as a platform, but we're going to be looking at making those short videos. And uh, and maybe the whole point of us having to do this talk today was to arrive at the insights that we've just arrived at with the thank with the help with your help and with the help of Eduardo and others and your comments and your feedback and getting us to say the things that we had to say in response. In order to hear us saying them, to hear us say, you know what? Yeah, aha, they're having the aha moment. Well, yeah, okay. That's why we had to make this video today on TikTok and Black Magic, because what we really needed to do is awaken and realize that's where we need to be. That's where our exponential growth on the internet is going to come from, if it's going to come from anywhere. And who knows? Maybe we have to, uh, instead of berating everybody like we've done in the past, uh, and berating black magic and berating new age and everything else. Maybe we need to disguise our videos or entice people and present our videos as magic. We're teaching you the real magic, the right magic. You want to know the real magic, the right magic, the, the magic that they won't tell you? Then here's where you get real strength. Power is nothing. Power, power is given and power is taken away. But strength is eternal. Strength, no one can touch you. With strength, you are invincible. And maybe this is the maybe this is the message for these young people who are very, you know, they're they're very um, they're very uh, vulnerable, and they're very uh, suggestible. They're very malleable. That's what young people are. But we're not offering them anything false. And we're not offering them anything but that which is already inside of them and how to reach it and how to connect with it and how to use it in an upright, proper way, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an upright way, in a human way.
not in a black way, not in a demonic way. Mr. E. Mushroom says, thanks for the breadcrumbs, brother. That's why I left Facebook. It's a big distraction from doing the work. The mind is a big enough distraction. Don't need any more. Peace. Benjamin says, thank you. Eduardo says, Atlas, study the stories made by the future or Chris by the future or Chris do. They're a great template to communicate a single concept or plant one idea. And Eduardo also adds, gracias for sharing Atlas. All right. If anyone has any other questions or comments, now will be the time to share them because uh, we're going to call it a day. We want to thank everyone for we want to thank everyone for um, joining us today. This was a um, it was a, an illuminating uh, couple hours for us. Uh, hopefully, it was for you as well. And now you see, even though we said in the ad for this live stream, we said you know, hopefully we're going to learn something from from this TikTok case study. And we have, at least I have, right? We have learned something. And one of the things that we've learned is the nature of the adversary. And that the adversary will show us. They'll, they'll show their hand. They can't help it. If, if once your opponent establishes a new front, right? Once your opponent launches a new salvo, they can't help it. They've shown their hand. That's why it's an actual it's an actual uh, strategic position not to seize the, the uh, not to move first, to hold back, to bide your time, to sit back, to watch, to observe, because that is what gives you initiative. People think that initiative is getting in and getting in the first punch. That initiative is making the first strike. But that's not initiative. It's they think of that's taking initiative. Initiative, real initiative, is to be the first one with the big picture, with the overall, with, to have the capacity to know what your opponent is doing. That's initiative. To know your what your opponent's strategy is. And now we know from the time, the short period of time that we spent on TikTok and meditating about what was going on there. And this two and a half hours of having this, what seemingly was a, well, was a dialogue with, with you uh, uh, in the chat, of course, but also was a dialogue with ourself. As we were allowing to, as we were responding to you and allowing the, the new insights, whatever, to, to come forth through us, is to realize, aha, okay, so if this is where the battle is being waged, it's not, you know what, we can waste our time on Facebook and YouTube and everything else, but it's, TikTok is where the action is, and that's where we need to go, and that's where we need to, uh, we need to uh, reach. All right, thank you all once again for joining us. Any other comments or questions? Um, if not, uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful week and a productive week. And as always, 
uh, inverential piece. We'll see you next week.